From your morning podcast to your afternoon playlist, you know you personalize your entire day. That's why State Farm helps you personalize your insurance with the State Farm Personal Price Plan. That's a lot of bees. Yeah. It offers coverage options that help protect what you care about most at an affordable price just for you. That's important. You want an affordable price. Yeah, I do want one. Yeah, if it's too much, well, that's just not going to happen. No. <laughs> State Farm's on it. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices vary by state. I'm lowering my voice. Mm, Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. If someone were afraid of the dentist, maybe they haven't been in a long time, maybe they're embarrassed because they haven't been in a while, I feel like this would be a really safe place for them to go and get the care that they need. At Advanced Dentistry, we get it. If you've been avoiding the dentist because of fear, worry, or just not wanting to be judged, if you want to learn how IV sedation can change your life, visit NoFearDentist.com. Hi, I'm John Mulaney, and I feel... Feeling rejected until later in episode. About being Conan <laughs> O'Brien's friend. Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walking blues, climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are gonna be friends, yes I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Quiet, okay. I'm just waiting for you to be done. You oh, done? I'm, oh I'm sorry, I thought okay, this jabbers. was a podcast and we talk. Okay, jabbers. Well, never mind. We talk when we go. Oh, okay. Well, okay, you could go. And go. Echo. (laughs) You guys are idiots. (laughs) Okay, go. Hey there, and welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. As if any of that earlier stuff is not going to make it in. (laughs) Sona was trying to get the last word before we started, but then I did. And um, But you're the mature one. It's not like it matters to you. What? You had to mention that you won. The important thing is that I won. Okay. And you lost. Okay. Because I started the podcast before you could say and go. I said it kind of quietly. And you're going to keep that in? Absolutely. Okay, good. Yeah. I you know what's crazy you. is that this is how childish. I'm a an elderly man. <laughs> and <laughs> But I remember we used to do this thing at the show, at the late night show where I would tag Sona and then head down to rehearsal and she would tear after me. Yes. And I would run full tilt. You would try and touch me back before I would get... And this is... We were... We're adults. Yeah. Full on adults. No, you would not. lock yourself in your bathroom, in your dressing room. Yes. And then they'd be telling me, you have to come out and do the show. And I'd say, make sure Sona's not there so she can't tag me. Yeah. Before... What what so what, dumb? Someone diagnosed this. It's idiocy. It is really stupid. And I won most of the time. That's uh, not true. That's not true. I know it's not. Yeah. Who? I, which one of you is more pathetic? Conan. Uh, I'm gonna say me. Yeah. Oh no! Come yeah. on, it's not fun when we agree. No, it's definitely me. I'm older. I was the host of the show, and I used to try and think of ways that I could be assured of a win. I thought once of putting a mild acid in a squirt gun. And firing it at you if you got too close. Like a mild acid that would just create like a first or second degree burn, maybe a third. Well, we've always been like very brother, sister. And yes. Danny and I used to do this where, you know, my mom would be like, don't, don't hit your sister. And usually he'll be like, he'll put his finger an inch away from my arm. And he'd be like, I'm not touching her. 
I'm not touching her. And it would absolutely drive me insane. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely a brother sister thing. And uh, I I have the tease gene. I like to. What? I'm sorry. This is a big coming out for me. <laughs> but I do like to. Were you also a G's teen? <laughs> Well, often, yes. I mean... <laughs> Starting at around 15, Matt. yes. Uh, anyway, the point being that I, it's definitely me. I'm the pathetic one. Yeah. It was my problem. It was up to me to be the mature person. And of course, I couldn't do it. Yeah. So, Sona, I'll take the fall for that one. I don't know if... Uh, Give what? it to him. That's Let true. him take I it. I don't like it. I'm, I'm not, do that. I'm not doing it as a passive aggressive move. I'm saying. You know you are. No, I'm not. Yes, he you won't, are. Until you acquiesce, then he'll make it passive aggressive. No, I'll be the path I'm the pathetic one. I'm pathetic. All right. Okay. No, come See, on, then man. He bugs You're doing you. it. Look that at your face. You. You're yeah. smiling at yourself. You're so proud of you and happy with yourself. If you could just put her saying I'm the pathetic one on a huge echo <laughs> so it reverberates, I'd be quite happy. Normally, I do not grant these requests, but that one, I will <laughs> and allow And take it, it away. <laughs> I'm the pathetic one. All right. Well, we should get going. We have uh, an incredible <laughs> guest today. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely incredible guest. Uh, one of my favorite people. Mm -hmm. I say that sometimes. This time, I really mean it. <laughs> Do you think any of those my apology, people... <laughs> My apologies yeah. to everyone else. Okay. Uh, my apologies to Dame Judy Dench. Uh, God, no. if only get her on the show. This gentleman uh, is such, such a... I really respect his comedy mind, his writing, uh, his abilities as a performer. Um, and as... Uh, I just also think he's an incredible person. I'm thrilled he's here. And John Mulaney, welcome. You can start whatever. It's that old chestnut. You're, the bits you're always saying mean drinking. things like I feel. Everyone bad. says mean things. All the musicians say sincere things. I know. And the comedians say mean things. Yeah, that's okay. What are you getting? You're a very good musician. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> musicians never take. It is such a big fat t-ball of a moment, this blank space. And musicians go, and I feel um, uh, thrilled. And you're like, that's what, <laughs> that's what you fucking got? Also, I spent- And then comedians go like, I feel uh, angry at this redhead prick about, you know, like everyone has to pummel you from the beginning. It's fine. It's what I want. I feel quite excited. You know, okay. I'm a country Western star yeah, and I, I feel, feel deeply honored. Yeah, and I feel- and Unworthy. Very pumped. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, now I'm really curious what this is going to be. Except for, uh, of course, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Who and set Quest the record. Loved. And yeah. Questlove both went on for, did like 20 minute riffs that went that all over the map. We Then we never got into a conversation. Yeah. Right. Anyway, please, you start and then we'll chat and then we'll give you a second chance at it because this isn't going to be good. Um, hmm. Yeah, now I have the dilemma. Mm -hmm. I yes, know, you, you really put yourself in a corner. Well, I, and I put him in a corner. <laughs> well, I'm just excited what? to find out whether you're a musician or not. <laughs> He's a great, he plays the, the liar. <laughs> Hi, I'm John Mulaney, and I feel cornered about being Conan <laughs> O'Brien's friend. <laughs> you know, you perpetually look cornered. You know, you, you think so? Yes, you look like you're you always look like you've been backed into a corner. I feel I always feel like Peter Laurie and M. Just a lot of <laughs> a lot of hands pointing at me. Right. Your eyes dart from right to left, sometimes left to right. Yeah. Um, Peter, Peter, on this next take, 100 percent less. 
hundred percent less eyes darting around. The most serial killers are supposed to feel some godlike quality. He is the most nervous, nervous serial, serial killer of all time. <laughs> Shit! Hey, I hope Rick. no one saw the murder. Rick, oh. Uh, my friend Jeff Martin does, uh, who wrote on the Simpsons with me, uh, and we've been friends for years. Uh, he does a very specific impression, which is, you know, we all talk about older people trying to catch up to the culture and the culture shifted so rapidly in the sixties that stars suddenly didn't, were confused. Yeah. So he does an impression of Peter Laurie in 1964 months before he dies and he's traveled the world He's entertained kings and queens. He knows everybody. He's very continental. He's, you know, but things are changing rapidly and he's watching, he's sitting in his armchair watching the Beatles on Ed Sullivan and kids are screaming and these guys with pudding haircuts are going, woo, and everyone's losing their minds and Peter Lorre is watching it at home and he says, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> and I think about that a lot because that's how... That's how I feel yeah. now, Conan O'Brien, age 60, uh. watching things happen on, uh, you know, YouTube stars and stuff. And I go, what's happening? You are, you are Bob Hope in a Supremes wig. Yes. That's where you are in your career. You're like, this will be funny, right? This yeah. is what they want. You want this shit? My favorite is uh, Frank Sinatra. I think was on an appearance on a variety show with the fifth dimension. Oh yeah. And he's wearing a Nehru jacket. Yes. And like a goofy outfit. And he's doing a goofy sketch with the fifth dimension. And they're, you know, wearing, they're wearing caftans and they have afros. And then he's, you can tell. He's yeah. saying, I have to do this because Frank always wins. Frank always comes out on top. And I am not losing to this new generation thing. I'm going to master it. This was also around the time he did a cover of John Denver's Leaving on a Jet Plane, uh -huh. which is a very melancholy song. But I think <laughs> the way Frank interpreted it, leaving your wife on a plane is the greatest. <laughs> like, so if you listen, he goes, because I'm leaving on a jet plane. He's so excited yeah. about the trip. I don't know when the... Fuck, I'll be back again. Ask Chili when I'll be back. <laughs> uh, my parents saw that my parents saw the fifth dimension. My parents saw the fifth dimension like 20 years ago mm -hmm. up in Wisconsin. Yep. And I got back. Well, how was it? And they went rough. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Usually parents have a pretty low bar for entertainment they go see. It's just, oh, that was terrific. It's like, you know, Sona anytime. I'm not, this is not an attack, but oh. Sona, anytime there'd be a screening that I would go to yes. because a guest was coming on, I would go and see, they'd, get, they'd set up a screening and I would go to watch the film so I could interview them the next day for the late night show and you would always come with me. Yeah. And I, of course, would sometimes say, oh, that was pretty good. Often would say that was okay and many times would say, man, that really didn't come together. Every single time, Sona would say, that was fantastic. <laughs> Wow. And I'd say, really? And she'd say, yeah, I mean, people worked hard on that and they made it. <laughs> that was your bar. That was my bar. If they made it, then it's really exciting it is, for that, them. I, I'd say I, I give a lot. Uh, I'm a lot more on Sona's side on this one. Hey! The, uh, the sheer raising of the money is impressive to me. <laughs> <laughs> You tricked, you tricked, you tricked some, I'm going to say it, Saudi, into giving, you, into giving you millions of dollars to make. So do you also like Trump's super PACs? Do you also like those? Sure. 
No, because that's uh, that's soft money from a few major donors. Okay, okay. Gotcha. Uh, I would love it. I respect anyone's collected hard money, small donor dollars. Okay, John, you, I would love it if you started writing movie reviews because a lot of movie critics are quitting. They're they're famously quitting or saying I can't review this. It's just superhero movies and uh, movies based on board games and dolls. I'm out. And they, they you know wh- where's your mean streets? Where's your you know? Uh, so a lot of people are are getting out of it. I would love it if you started writing movie reviews and they were all based on the financing. Oh my just- god, that's all I think about. <laughs> you ever watch a movie and you notice like there's no extras? Yeah, they didn't have a dime. Yeah. That's yeah. Vancouver and there's no extras. <laughs> <laughs> Just slowly. They, they work for Tim Hortons coffee and a pancake. Yeah, you're there's like, no extras. There's no one in this restaurant. <laughs> I love that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, all right. I would absolutely tell you, the, the money's the only interesting thing. Well, <laughs> I, I <laughs> truly, I, let, me, wait, let me think about that before I commit to it. <laughs> yep. Well, I love that because I remembered you and I once watching On the Waterfront together and I started to talk about how um, God Brando and this is such a new style and look how Kazan shot it and you really get a sense of the city and and you kept cutting me off and saying this was done on a shoestring and yeah. you were very, very critical. That of, insert, that's not his hands. Yeah. That's someone else's hands. <laughs> And you gave the movie zero stars out of five. <laughs> yeah, for use of money. Yeah, and yeah. you said black and white. Uh, now, first of all, we never- I think s- line producers should review movies. <laughs> uh, and they go, that's an insert. That's half a day right there. <laughs> that's a full day. I would love that. I would watch yeah. that any day. Yeah, that's day for night. That's, yeah. yeah. I've always wanted to do a celebrity uh, show that examines- You had a, a celebrity-driven talk show for a long time. Celebrity oh, I forgot. Out, right? I thought the podcast was the start. Mm. I forget. Oh, no. I get it's the order the wrong. You had a friend. whole career. It's the end. It's the Thank end. you. <laughs> <laughs> I asked someone, some friend of my, I was hanging out. My wife has wise Alec friends, and we were uh, hanging out one night. Wise Alec. Wise Sorry. Alec. Come be, on, I come from a different The beginning of the world's worst stand-up routine. You know, my wife has wise Alec. <laughs> <laughs> or quite possibly the best. But quite possibly the best. Uh, a night with Conan. Wise Alec. Wise, Wise Alec. Alec. And even they have words for me. And so <laughs> I think it was when Cameo was coming, was first becoming big. Oh. I said, uh, when would I do Cameo? And one of her friends said, four years ago. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. I was like, all right. I married well. These people are assholes. Uh, but I forgot what I was going to say because it was really good. Oh, it was so good. If you had a celebrity show. I want to do one where you open the books. It's called Open the Books. Yeah. And we take someone, say, both of us knows, and we're just curious, uh, what's their nut? Oh, my they God. Get by? This is all I talk about. And, and, and. <laughs> all you talk about. No, this, no. But it's, <laughs> I hike ta- Fryman and bitch about money and wonder who has money and how. You got to get together with Dana Carvey because he does this Well, too. no, I was going to tell you, oh. Dana Carvey, and I think we've mentioned it here, but Dana Carvey is a master. He'll stare at me and he'll say, okay. I think is what you made on the show. You didn't make that much the first couple of years, but then when it took off, I'm, I'm going to bet you made this much. And he's always close. Yeah. And he'll go, and okay, blah, blah, blah. I know you take care of people, but no, so, and then blah, blah, blah. And I know, okay, then you, okay. Now I know you sold the podcast company. Okay, but I, and I know you don't do, uh, you don't do corporate, but you also do this. And then he'll come up 
Yeah. And he's amazing at it. And so I get him to use that superpower on people that just confuse me because there are people, as you and I both know, in the business that they, they do okay, they get by, and then they'll pull up in like a Rolls Royce. And I'll think, first of all, that's the wrong reference for a cool car mm. now. So that's on me. Yeah. Well, you, you I after said, Wise Alec, Alec wise I think Alec. Yeah. you've set the bar. Uh, let's all make fun of Conan's oncoming dementia. But they'll pull up in like a brand new fancy car. And I'm just thinking, okay, I want to break it down. And yeah. if there was a show that broke it down and said, okay, let's break it down and find out how this person gets by. Because we all know how A-listers get by. But how does how do these people who occasionally show up in a show, but they also do some gigs, but then they still live the high life. How's that work? Yeah, it should be called secret money or overspending. So we bring in someone and we decide if they are making more than we realize or yep. if they're spending beyond their means. Yeah. Because a lot of people do spend beyond their means. Well, the host of over overspending is going to be John Lovitz. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> why did yeah, you, there's always why like, did you buy a uh, a statue of a donkey that's made of gold? Jealous. There's <laughs> always like you you write speeches for Microsoft yeah. conventions or something. Yeah. What I call revenue streams. There's something you don't know. <laughs> there's something you don't know. Absolutely. Your little secret term is revenue stream. That's revenue cool. stream. Yeah. Can I ask you a question? You have a friend of your daughter's staying with you, correct? Yes. What does she call you? She hasn't said my name. Oh. She just showed up last night, so she hasn't said, oh, hello, Mr. O'Brien, or... Do the kids' friends call you Mr. O'Brien? Well, I'm curious because, uh, yes, yeah. because that was something that happened started in grade school, is that apparently the word went out, you call parents Mr. O'Brien or Mrs. O'Brien, and they do that, and I used to think, that's a little formal, I don't know that I need that, but the second a kid says, hey, Conan... I want to tear into their torso. <laughs> what the fuck? With like my sharpened nails. What yeah. the fuck? Pull their heart out yeah. and eat it in front of them. Yeah. Oh Maybe an overreaction no. or proportionate. Uh, pro thank you. Yeah. Proportionate. Uh, yeah. The minute I heard, and my son once a number of years ago, when he was a little, realized that all he had to do was say, <laughs> my son is quite large now and, and, and older. My son is in his late fifties, but my, <laughs> my son said, okay, Conan. Ooh. And he and I said, wow. like, okay, okay. And he was like, all right, I'll try better. Conan. Wow. And I'm like, well, it's, you know, That's I'm daddy. I'm, you call me dad or daddy. And he knew that it's it really does push a button. He really big timed you there. Yeah. That's now, what so about funny. you? What do you want kids to call you? Mr. Mullaney. Yes. Yeah. I, sometimes I say, call me Dr. O'Brien. No. Oh, but yeah. you're not a doctor. I'm not. Do you yeah. have uh, do you have honorary degrees? I don't know. Who knows those things? He does. He does? Yeah. From Dartmouth. Dartmouth. That's pretty cool, huh? Why'd you laugh then? <laughs> Why'd you laugh if it's so cool? It's great. You were expecting no, a different great. school, didn't you? It's great that Dartmouth gave you a... <laughs> Did Co was Cornell book? <laughs> uh, get the tissues. <laughs> get the tissues for Dom DeLuise. <laughs> Was Cornell book? Oh, wait. I want, I want the blooper reel on you ripping into different schools. <laughs> I, I gave a speech there. They uh, I, It was not a prerequisite. I didn't ask for it. They gave it to me. You got a bachelor's or you got a, P, you got a doctorate? He got a doctorate. 
Wow, um, was it of arts, arts or something? Yeah, yeah arts. Of yeah. course, arts. Yeah. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you? What, what, what I'm do you mean? I'm a scientist. <laughs> in my own way, I'm a scientist. You know, in the in the 1700s, you would have just taken over your dad's job, and you would have been a scientist. Yeah. Your dad would have dropped dead when you were 15. Yeah. Instead and I, of still being alive, which is <laughs> yeah. insane. Yeah. It is insane. You're like 60, and my you got dad. A, my you're dad. 60, and you walk around with a dad. My dad. <laughs> At this point, you guys should be brothers and a mom. You should just be brothers. My dad. My dad is 94. He fought in the Boer War. Look it up, kids. The Boer War. Yeah, he fought. Oh, come on. And uh, yeah, he's uh, he's still going strong. But you're right. In the olden times. Oh, yeah. Were my father to, first of all, no one lived past 50. Uh, he would have dropped in the field. Uh, and I would have taken over his medical practice yeah. and I would have been a phrenologist. I would have measured the, bu felt the bumps on people's heads and decided if they were sociopaths or not. Yeah. So that's the kind of thing. And I would have been very respected. Yeah. It would have been a better life for me. And you would have been working, you would have been training to do that from a very early age. Yes. You'd had no childhood. People always go, oh, poor Michael Jackson, he had no childhood. But you know who else didn't? Is anyone born before 1910? Yes. Yeah. And they Thank didn't. You marry children with a giraffe as a witness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. This is, is that the first hard take you've heard on MJ? Yeah. You never heard? Yeah, it's a pretty sacred cow in comedy to not go after him. We now know. Wow. We now know. Sona, a lot of people have negative takes on it. We now know why John was not asked to give the eulogy at Michael Jackson's funeral. I had a nice version. I had no, two versions. No, I read your nice version. I had two versions. I read your nice that's version. Exactly what the, that's exactly what the host said. I read the nice version, and it leads with the whole giraffe, no childhood thing. I had a version without that, and I was perfectly willing to call in an audible and switch it on the fly, and the organizers knew that. But did I get led into Staples Center? No. <laughs> you know, I... Sona was a new hire when Michael Jackson shuffled off his mortal coil uh, backwards. And um, oh, come on, he man. moonwalked off that mortal coil. Oh, Any hoots. Sona was new. And I called her from the car and I said, this is terrible about Michael Jackson. She said, yeah. And I said, OK, well, here's. Was that a test? That was the final test well, and to get I hired? Said, no. And then I said, just arrange a, like a private viewing. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. And I said, I want a private viewing. And um, I, and I heard her writing it down like private viewing. And I said, so just find out who we talked to. I'd like some time alone with Michael. And I said, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to run into Tito. Yes. And I really don't want to run into the dad. Mm -hmm. And you said, and I heard you going, don't run into I dad. I just started. She had right. just started. Yeah. So I came to work and the first thing I did was march into her office and she was starting to make calls. And I saw in her pad, she had listed all of the things that I had said. Yeah. Very no Tito, no Joe Jack. Yeah. No Tito, no Joe Jack. And then you said you wanted private. to adopt Blanket. That was a separate call yeah. two days later. Okay. Oh but I told her, no, that was just a joke. But then I called you again two days later and said, uh, I want to, um, can you get in touch with my lawyer? Yeah. And we were like, okay. And I said, this is her name and it should be in there. And you're like, okay. And, blah, 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 and she's going to need to figure out, we're also going to need to talk about adoption law. And again, right. she's, and I said, yeah. And she said, what's this all? And she said, I, I, uh, I'm going to want to adopt a uh, blanket. And she just hung up on me. <laughs> so that's when I knew I had I hired. just started working for him. <laughs> like I was so new and he didn't care. I would believe you. I would believe him too. Yeah. It's just, a st he's a stone's throw from Michael's inner circle. 
I, I was. <laughs> no, I mean, I two calls and you've got two phone calls and you've got Quincy Jones or Barry Diller or someone who worked with Michael. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm I mean, yes. Thank you. It's Conan O'Brien. I don't yeah. know if yeah. people I was calling on behalf. Okay. No, All no, right. I could get I that would have been fine. That would have been you no wouldn't problem. have known. I wouldn't have known at least at the ready that he didn't, you know, introduce yeah. him uh during the Thriller. black or white tour, so, yeah, you know, exactly. I wouldn't know in the I wouldn't know at no, the ready no, that because, Conan didn't do that. Yes, because I was uh, a known person when you were young, right? And so, for all you know, I partied with you know Al Jolson, like I, you know, any pick yeah. anyone from the 1920s. You link me to all those people. Yeah, yeah, very plausible. Today's episode is brought to you by Cap'n Crunch. This has meaning for me, okay? Because I grew up as a child obsessed. My brothers and I were obsessed with sugar cereals. We loved Cap'n Crunch. And then when they came out with Cap'n Crunch and Crunch Berries, oh. I just, it was like Oppenheimer. <laughs> I saw a white light and I knew that life had changed forever. And true story, I was just back in Boston visiting my brother, Neil. And not kidding, he is two years older than me. We are grown-ass adults. What do we do? We sit down at our kitchen table in Brookline, Mass., and we both crack open a box of Cap'n Crunch with Crunch oh Berries. My God. And we had it together, multiple bowls. And I was so happy. Oh, it's nice that you have that. It really is. Break away from the ordinary with Cap'n Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but I've got to tell you, it's just such a sense memory for me. Not just original Cap'n Crunch, which is great. Then, oops, all berries yeah, they came up with. I remember that. Usually I don't eat foods that have oops in the title. <laughs> but when they came up with oops, all berries, I was there. Peanut butter. Oh my God. Peanut butter crunch is fantastic. It turns the milk into this cool peanut butter milk. I love it. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. That's a word now. Buy Cap'n Crunch's new Cinnamon Crunch now at a retailer near you and learn more at captaincrunch.com. Neil, we made it! <laughs> Conor Brian Needs a Friend is sponsored by ADT, introducing ADT Self Setup. Featuring everything from motion sensors to Google Nest Cam and the Nest doorbell with a battery or wired option. Your choice. Easily install the ADT self-setup security system at your convenience. You don't need heavy-duty tools. And if you do need help, ADT can provide virtual assistance along the way. Self-setup from ADT grows, moves, and adapts as your needs change. You can add more products at any time, and your system easily moves wherever life takes you. It also features Nest Cams. They can tell the difference between a person, an animal, a vehicle, or with the Nest doorbell, even a package. These things are getting so smart. Plus, on every second counts, you can trust ADT's 24-7 professional monitoring. You can view video of an alarm event and verify or cancel an alarm with just one quick tap. Now everyone can get trusted security from ADT installed your way with no long-term contracts. When the most trusted name in home security as the intelligence of Google, well, <laughs> you've got a home with no worries. Go to ADT.com today or call 1-800-ADT-ASAP. Google, Nest Cam, Nest Doorbell, and Nest Aware are all trademarks of Google LLC. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform. 
and one source of truth. This is unbelievable. I've been talking about this idea for years. I know. I want you to explain it more. I can. Okay. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required access from anywhere. I had this idea years ago. (laughs) I was telling people no one listened to me. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems. Remember when I said that? Yeah. Because you've got one unified Unified business business management management suite. suite. You said that. Yeah. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math, man. Yeah. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash Conan, netsuite.com slash Conan. I'm going to say it one more time just for emphasis, netsuite.com slash Conan. Let's talk about uh, subjects that are near and dear to our heart. Uh, I'm a massive fan of you and your That's nice you comedic say. stylings. Thank you, Conan. I'm um, a massive fan of yours. Uh, and- <laughs> I am. I just, there's no other way to do that. It was an ill-timed. <laughs> wow. Um, but uh, I, because you, you uh, you're. Um, oh, my God. Who said, oh, my God? Was that you? No. I was <laughs> drinking water, and I'm not that but kind of But you're a very good ventriloquist. <laughs> uh, you talk about. So many themes that I can relate to, and I'm not going to mention any specific projects because we're not doing that now. We're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. But I've seen you uh, live many times, and so many times you so beautifully and perfectly and hilariously capture things that I talk about. And one of the things that you've talked about some is when you grow up in families like ours, uh, in birth order, the need for attention and the things mm-hmm. that you will do to get attention. 100%. And I was watching you being very hilarious about the things you would do and your jealousy of other people that got attention in weird ways. And I have a, I was listening to this and thinking, I've got to mention this to John. I've got to mention to you that when I was a kid, I desperately wanted attention. Middle child, didn't think I was getting it. And in class, we read the book, Death Be Not Proud, uh-huh. which is uh, a true story of the author's son's battle with brain cancer. It was the writer who wrote Travels of Europe and yes. Travels of USA. He had two yes. books, yeah. And uh, he, uh, Gunther, John Gunther. Yeah. And it's the story of his son battling brain cancer. And I remembered reading that book and being jealous of, and the kid loses the battle For or sure. dies. And I, I w- read the book and I remember thinking, that guy got at so much attention. Oh my God. And it was like, <laughs> yeah. I, now do you understand that? One thousand percent. Thank you. What? The- Thank you. I wow. I remember telling my mom exactly what I wanted at my funeral, and her, I, I had no illness. No Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> well, we didn't know then. There was a lot of Michael Jackson. Out. Um, and she said, "Well, you know, you're not going to be there to see it all." And I was crestfallen. <laughs> I still can't get over that. That I wasn't going to get to see people listen to all the songs I picked, right? And have the speakers come up say what a good person I was. God damn. Can you imagine? <laughs> I remember that. And I also remember going to mass with my whole family and my grandmother came with us. And I mentioned this to you guys the other day, but I have to say this in front of John. And so I don't know how old I am. I'm like 11 or 12. And I just feel like I'm lo- I'm just this redheaded, round-faced, freckled blob just lost in the sea. Like no one's looking at me. So 
and my grandmother was with us who was ancient, ancient. She was born in 18, I think she was born in like 1890. I think she was the person who shot Teddy Roosevelt when he was giving a speech. That was her claim to fame. But he, Best dude. political mic drop ever. Thank you. Yeah. Bull yeah. party speech. Yeah. I don't shot. think you realize I've been shot. Everyone laughs. He goes, no, no, no. Look, look. And he opens his Oops. jacket and his oh glasses case stopped the bullet. Wow. And then he continues the speech. Wow. So today that would be, okay, just be president. Let's yeah. stop fucking around trying to find someone else. Uh, anyway, my grandmother's with us. We're all there in church. And then there's the part where you go up and take communion. And I got out and I uh, feigned a limp. I, I knew faked, you were going to say that. I faked a slight limp going up the aisle and took my communion and then ma- did my limp on the way back and sat down and my grandmother leaned over and she said into my ear, are you lame, boy? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I'll be fine, bravely. It was all bullshit. Wow. Because I needed to pop in that moment. How and much I wasn't of that popping. is responsible for your success? That that drive. my fake limp. No, just that's that, how. That that's why need. Lauren gave me late night. Yeah, you know, I'm concerned about his limp. Maybe a little late night experience. <laughs> Lauren cast him in. Lauren was directing Richard the Third and gave him the lead. And then from there, from Richard the Third, he said, "Do you want to write the late night show?" And he said, "What if I host it? What if and I host it?" Everyone yeah. was so busy that it happened. Yeah, everyone was busy. That's that, why that part's kind of true. Yeah, it's a little bit. Everyone is. Tr- that actually is true. One year, I told everyone in school that my dad was Mark Summers, the host of Double Dare. Whoa. And I would say these things, then I'd forget about them. Right. And then people would meet my dad and be upset. And then uh, I would go to school and say that our house burnt down the night before just to get just to get any traction. Yes. It was wow. just about getting a little eye contact no, and no, no. a little conversation we're, going. We're not, I don't know about you, I'm not defending any of this behavior. And oh, this, good. Is, this is uh, sad, tragic behavior. I am just that when I've, until John said these things in his standup, I felt, well, I can never admit to this, but then uh, a very well-liked professional uh, comedian and voice of the voice of youth said the same thing. And I thought, I'm, now I can talk about this. Now I can say that um, one of the happiest days of my life is when I shattered my elbow and had to be put in a cast. <laughs> wow. And they brought me, because they, they, a kid in school, uh, we were fooling around and a kid jumped up on top of me and I fell back and put my arm back Ooh, and it bent a completely. A separate piece style. Yeah, the wrong way. <laughs> and they put me in what was like a 1920s comedy cast. <laughs> You know, today it would be like microsurgery yeah, yeah, and then yeah. like a tiny. They put me in a cast that was made of a plaster that they Did used. Did it have the stick going from it didn't the arm? Have the, I wanted the stick. <laughs> Trust the me. stick going from forearm to rib. Yeah, yeah from That's forearm the to rib. That's yeah. 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 the Because you wonder if there's even anything in there if it's just all plastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had my real arm tied behind me yeah. and then I had a fake cast with a stick. Uh, no, but I... And I remembered my, they gave me uh, medication and I remember thinking, this feels, I feel amazing. I have an incredible yeah, sense of well being. And then I have this cast on and they took me home and they put me, I lived up in the attic. They put me in my, <laughs> in the central, they put me on oh the second God. floor. Oh wow. They put me on the second floor second and then floor status. Christmas, <laughs> Christmas was coming soon. Christmas is coming soon. So my parents brought out gifts for me. This was like December 18th. And then all my brothers and sisters gathered around and I thought, I hope this arm withers. Yeah. <laughs> I hope this arm never heals. I just so curious, talent aside, because this is the talent side of the table, how much of that drive? He just gestured to yeah. John. Thanks, I just want, No, I did a, Yeah. I, oh. I just say. What I saw was a, He's you right. pushed in 
and then you scooped towards John. I, t- I took your small portion and I just hedged my bets over here. How much of that, because, you know, every kid dabbles in that. We dabbled in, in attention seeking, but I think at a certain point you go, okay, I got to be realistic here. But you continued on. <laughs> How much of that drive is responsible for where you guys are very successful? I'm just yeah. curious. Well, you, why don't you take this, John? Well, I don't know. Because there's because... obviously talent, but what what chicken or the egg? What gives you the talent, the need to... Like you workshop your talent for a need for attention or you have the talent? How did well, it go? Well, like if you have the need for attention, the drive for attention, and then you have the delivery device of entertainment. Um, Which comes first? That's why I think not everyone does it, maybe. Yeah. Some people didn't just love entertaining and show business as much. I was always mystified by kids that didn't want to be in entertainment. Yeah. Oh, mystified. Me too. And also... I'm still mystified by people that don't want to be comedians. <laughs> I'm actually still quite confused by why people don't want to be comedians. I'm not, I'm not remotely kidding. But also... <laughs> I don't understand. You, it's you openly mock the, the guy that made like the Hubble Space Telescope. That thing? That's no good. <laughs> you look it was... in it, you just see your eyelashes. <laughs> You look in the viewer, it's all eyelashes. That thing stinks. <laughs> Do you have a friend with a telescope and they make you look at, they go, you can see Saturn tonight. And I, yeah. You look I, in, you see your own eyelashes. Yeah, I do. And then when they finally show it to you, it's like a dot and you go, oh, okay. One time this happened, the guy said to me, what did you think it was going to be? I go, I'm embarrassed to say what I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and he's like, did you think it'd be a ball with rings around it? And you'd see that through the telescope? I said, yes, yes, absolutely. That's the whole reason for having a telescope. I, I can I, go online yeah. and look at an amazing photo of Saturn. I don't need to come over to your house and you serve this shit wine. <laughs> and now I'm supposed yeah. to look at my eyelash and then a dot. Yeah. And by the way, that's not guacamole. If there's not onion in it, it's not guacamole. <laughs> wow. I'm getting very specific. Wow, wow, this? wow, wow, wow. Anyway. The Hubble's crap. Anyway, it's no people that know about that stuff know it's crap. But yeah. I, I know to the public it was, it's a big to-do. Look, the new telescope, the Webb telescope, now that's the winner. The Webster-Hubble telescope. Is it Webster? <laughs> Who was Webster-Hubble? Is that Reagan Bush? What is that? What is that name, that reference? Webster-Hubble. That's a person. I don't know that it is. Okay. And I think you should maybe go. I think so. I, nobody look at me. Former attorney general. Under? From 1993 to 1994. Oh, Bill that's Clinton. 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 Never mind. Incredible. Yeah, I'm wow. not going to say that you brought us on an unproductive cul-de-sac. <laughs> but I am going to say you're insisting. You know what's good about a cul-de-sac? You can drive right out of it. We know who Webster <laughs> Hubble is now. <laughs> you know what I mean? What bothers me is that when you entered the building, the name Webster Hubble was written on your hand as if work this in. <laughs> Yeah. Right. That's the part that concerns me. And we still haven't even gotten to see Everett Coop. <laughs> I love that beard. Yeah. What a great whaler he was. I want to say something else. We've talked about this subject. There's another thing that you talk about, which is likability. I know that you sometimes, and I really love it when you break into song. Sure. Well, don't say sure. That means... No, this is good. It's a good way to show you're listening is to say little things while someone's talking. How do we know that we're not just dropping those dropping in? Dropping them. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I would love to do mm. is record John doing little things like, mm, yes, well, of course, sure. yes. And then drop those into other people's. Of course. Uh, uh, anyway, I would do a thing sometimes over the years in front of the writers where I couldn't say something to them 
about how I didn't like a sketch or what the flaw in the sketch was, but I could start singing a song and the song would very specifically, it would be a very chipper song, but it was a very, the lyrics were improvised and it would then very specifically get into what was wrong with the sketch. Oh, no. And it was like a spoonful of sugar. It's musical passive aggressive. It's yeah. incredibly yeah. passive aggressive, but the song would keep going and I would commit to it 100% and people would be chanting along and then realize that they had just uh, had some, I, there was some lead in that drink. Right. <laughs> there was some, I don't know what that is, but it I've was seen- was your born in the USA. I've, what's that? <laughs> yeah. It was your born in the USA. Yes. Behind that driving beat. Reagan said, oh, well, you know, well, well, we'll use that as my song. And then he hadn't listened to the lyrics. And I hadn't listened, no. Yeah. They were critiquing his sketch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so my question is, I've seen you do that and I really like that. And I love the whole idea of being able to communicate truth by just singing a song about what a waste of time Webster Hubble reference was and how we won't recover, <laughs> how we won't recover. You know what I mean? And then it's just, it comes out that way in song. I'm the guy who makes references all the time, but when Mulaney makes references, I shit on them and I bore my staff yeah. with old references yeah. all yeah. the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. Just like that. You can edit, right? I won't, but I can. No, okay. Uh -huh. <laughs> End right where I did. I won't. And then put in a cheers I'll and then edit there. out the part where I Mulaney comes right back at me. And it's like Edith Bunker saying, maybe you're the meathead. No, what and the I'll crowd goes is crazy. Edit in that time, multiple times you referenced Tova Borgnine. Tova. Borgnine's wife. Yeah, yeah they had a bad divorce. Did they? Tova and Ernest. Really? Yeah. Right. He divorced her because her forearms were bigger. <laughs> wow. Had more laughter there. I can't do it. And oh, then uh, some silence and then uh, music and then more laughter. Okay. Or was Ernest Borgnine divorced from Shelley Winters? Maybe I'm Shelley wrong. Shelley Winters. And maybe I think he stayed married to Tova. He stayed married to Tova. Okay, great. Yeah. Were they yeah. married? Didn't they do uh, Poseidon Adventure together? Were they... Shelley Winters? Shelley no. Winters she... is in Poseidon yeah, Adventure. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Were they married at the time? Is Ernie in that? Isn't he? Ernest Borgnine is in that. Okay. He plays, yeah, Ernest Borgnine is- Let's go to Sonic. I doubt Sonic it's Sonic after they I actually, broke no joke, okay. I think, I remember seeing the Poseidon Adventure, I think they were married in it. Yeah, he's a- I think the two, he's a, he's Shelley like Winters a, and Ernest yes. Borgnine are married to in each other. In the movie, that's in what I In the mean. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, they are. And then she- They're both in the movie. They're both in the movie well, and they're, and they're, well, ma and they're well. married. And I think he's like a retired police detective or police captain. Okay. I believe. You're welcome. Nicely done. Thank Nicely you. done. Yeah. Sona finally made a reference that I get. All right. Um, okay. Okay, let's just take it easy. Just and relax. everyone- Just relax. Let's, take, let's put the knives away. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay? Yeah. Your attack on me, I think, was completely unfounded. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but you talk about likability. That's something I think about sometimes. Clearly, it's so- Sometimes? <laughs> well, it's, it's funny because people that- <laughs> I clearly on the podcast have shed my concern for likability, but yes, you have. Yeah, but I'm saying I, I, I no, I mean in a in a good way. You have, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've I mean, shown how mean you can be. Which, oh, please! I don't think mean. I think yes. bravely honest no. is the no, way I would mean. call it. Uh, no, in a in a, it, it's like you're you're a monster. You changed up pitches, and you're like, oh, the whole time he's been mean. Yeah. Well, right. we could which have. We all knew. Which is yeah. the which is the big reveal for every comedian. Oh, they have contempt for so many people and so many things. <laughs> oh, that's the big. Do you know? Did you guess what? That's our everyone's rosebud is a sled that says "kind of mean." Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I. I don't. Take a second. 
to think about the sled? Just to collect yourself. <laughs> I'm really rattled. Yeah, you're shaking up a lot. Yeah, this has been a huge revelation for me. How about that funny waiter we had at dinner a few months ago? Which waiter? I don't at even the Bel Air look at, Hotel. I don't even look at. Remember those how funny people. that waiter was? He, he gave us. He gave you the bill. You nicely treated me to dinner, mm -hmm. and he said, and you said, and I'm not leaving a tip. And he said, Sir, I'm expecting something absolutely amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He had like Bob Balaban was, timing. Yes, he had perfect timing. <laughs> yeah, he was great. He was very good. I forgot. I forgot. We had a good time, didn't we? we had Did a we great see time. any famous people that we night? We saw John Mellencamp from a distance. I didn't see him. He was blocked. I saw him. I saw his profile. We saw, and we knew the guy he was with. That's right. We did know I the guy. Had a, I had a um, large gum abscess worked on that day. So my face had like a golf ball in it. You people in the restaurant thought I had struck you. I know. It really did look it like did that. Look my like face I was swollen up, up but Mulaney. it didn't hurt. And I didn't want to cancel dinner because he's so hard to get to nail down plans with. Uh -huh. Ever right? since he got married. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> when I knew him pre-Liza, it was like, <laughs> we were like, you know. Uh, oh, the times we had. Oh, yeah. We were insane. like Bert Schneider and. Uh, and uh, Dip Kibler. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we were like BBS. We were like those guys. No, we were. <laughs> what is, they used to what call. Seriously, they oh, okay. used to call us the Wolfpack. Oh, and right. It, the two of you. Well, there was another. I don't know if they want to mention the. We should mention the name on Mike. It's your call more than mine. You go. You say it. No, I know. <laughs> Come on, we know it's Tova Borgnum. <laughs> it is not Tova Borgnum. All right. But it was you, me, Alex Trebek, who's not around anymore. <laughs> he's not around anymore. Yeah. Well, he's not. He's. That's a good way to say it. Well, I'm sorry, he's not. We were young. We were we were young. We were had we had fun. We had so I much say. fun. Yeah. I tore it up. Uh-huh. And there are whole areas of New York I can't go to anymore. Right. We'd close out Jones on third. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lunch place. No, uh, yeah. People around the world. <laughs> very well, people calm. around the world, that's a calm lunch place. <laughs> it's real yeah. chill. A bunch of Southern California. It's, nice. here. it's lovely. No, yeah. whatever. But then yes, I got married and I settled down. And then you got all you were like a baby about the whole thing. I stomped my feet at the wedding. He did. <laughs> he did a full-on Rumpelstiltskin. He was going up and down. <laughs> jumping up and jumping down. Jumping up and down. Stomping and... in dirty cowboy boots. <laughs> <laughs> a little cloud raised up. Yeah. Uh, but um, when you realized that I had this mean streak, did it endear you to me or were you disgusted? No, I knew the first There's time. There's also I, the only two choices. Uh, it endeared me to you. But I, when I would do stand up on late night, I got to meet you like after I got to meet you on the show. And then I got to talk to you after. And you were talking about uh, you were shitting on the other guests to me. I was thrilled. Yeah. You, know, you said it was like wrestling a cat trying to get an interview out of someone. And I yes. love to know that you had great contempt for your other guests. <laughs> oh, yes. It's almost you'd, you'd need to be lobotomized to to interview people every single night and just be delighted by everybody. It's not possible. No, and you were, you were- But also I knew I could talk to you about yes, it. Yes, immediately that, that was quite an honor to me is that you felt you could, um, you could say nasty things about other people to me, which you could Aww. and you can. Yeah. yeah, that's sweet. That's really sweet. Yeah. It's one of the greatest gifts you can give a young man that you're mentoring. <laughs> Is to let him know. It's to let him how, know just how small you are on the inside. What a little, yeah, <laughs> little prick you are. Yeah, what a nosy neighbor gossip you are. <laughs> I'm not the neighbors? only one. Uh, you know what's funny? Uh, wait, what was the question? Do you have good neighbors? Or do you have nosy neighbors that snoop? I have nosy neighbors that know that uh, Liza's a witch. Oh no, because they've been peering through the hedges. <laughs> yeah. Wait, no, but I love people. Then there are people that are able to. You know, our mutual friend who we both adore, Martin Short, he's uh, he can he's so mean. He can be yeah. so mean and incisively mean 
about people and situations and gossipy, but he also has incorporated that into his onstage. Oh my God, he's, and, and, no and, one's and, done it better. And no one's done it better, and he's, he's so, do you know what I mean? He's Yeah, I think, aren't all comedians mean? Sorry. I mean, I, I, there's always, there seems to be a mean streak in. Mean, mean meaning um, not cruel. Yeah. But, if uh, there's a joke. How would you describe I, it, actually? Like, if, if, I'm too... if you're with a group of comedians yeah. and they can make a joke about you that's mean, but they'll know it's, it'll get a laugh, they'll do they'll it. They'll do it 10 times out of 10. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right? Yeah. I, okay. All right. I was going to say. Nate Bargatze once described doing stand-up for people that don't know what stand-up is. He did it at a uh, award thing for his father. And he, and he said, they don't know I'm a comedian, so it just seems like a mean speech. <laughs> <laughs> and it is. It's like these are you have these prepared remarks <laughs> where you're shitting on products and people and the city you're in. And it, it really is. That's all it is. It's just a mean speech. So someone did a uh, mashup online of all the times Marty's come on the late night show. And he would always do the same thing. You know, he'd come out the first 10 minutes, which was just delightful and delicious for me, was him tearing into me with all these prepared, beautiful jabs, really going to town. And I would just be dissolving. It's just a pile of mush. I was so happy. And then we'd, we'd move on. And someone put together a mashup of all of the best Marty roasts of Conan, and it's online somewhere. And Marty, who I hung out with recently, said that he went online because someone told him, it's really funny, Marty. You got to check it out. And it's had a lot of clicks. So he went online to look at it. And the first comment was, doesn't he know Conan could tear him fucking limb from limb? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, he's 6'4". Don't you? And, and Marty was just like, what? what? Like, Conan's just barely restraining himself. Uh, no! Doesn't this, he know he could tear him limb from limb? Doesn't he know him he could limb, tear him limb, limb from limb? limb. <laughs> but Conan's just showing great restraint. Great grace. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone in the studio audience was always going, wow, Conan is showing great grace to this <laughs> petty little man. This petty little elf <laughs> is just taunting Conan. But Conan, with his coiled steel muscles. Keep it up, short. He'll be using your hands for ashtrays. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It just was like, oh, okay, that's the essence of not understanding. I would like to make one thing clear because we're talking about how mean we are. <laughs> I have to say it. I don't, I'm not mean to anybody out in the world that I encounter. Oh, right. Uh, and I'm serious. We, we were all holding like, you're not mean to- No, no, no. Oh, yeah, right, I am right. to strangers. When I feel- Do we feel this is lost on any- I mean, I don't no, think- No, no, I do. No, no. Because I'm going to hear about it. I'm going to hear like, hey, I- So apparently you're the worst guy that ever lived. And I'm like, Now well, no. I'm back to your neighbors. Who are you around that's going <laughs> to yell these things at you? <laughs> you always get the paper on the front lawn and I people do. yell things? I do. I go and I walk out like Tony Soprano. And I get the paper. Yeah. I'm always in the same robe that Tony Soprano, I bought yeah. it from the Gandolfini estate. Hey, and more then... travel shows, less interviews, Conan. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stick to what you're good at. The travel stuff is working. I like the travel stuff. More stuff with the guy Jordan. Is he even real? Yeah. I just want to say you you're a very- You want to clear it up that- I want to clear up that you're a very nice uh, fellow with a- That's nice yes. of you to say. I think With a cold black heart. We all. have such an outlet for our- uh, 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 anger and disdain that most of the time were very even keel and nice, I'd say. Yes, that's an accurate statement, I, I believe. Agree. I would absolutely agree. I've, I think yeah. I've been kind to you 
when people oh were watching. God. Sona, when people are looking, when, I'm kind to you. No, you're not. You're okay. not. Oh, right, you're right. You're, you're brutal right. to her on this show. On the show. Right. You were brutal to me on camera when you had your late night show. But occasionally I'll notice that we're in public and I'll I'll no. do some performative nice thing if I no. think someone might see it. No. I'm saying if I think people are watching, I'm good at replicating kindness. No. Isn't that a great thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, what about you? Uh, Are, have you made progress in caring about whether people listen to care yourself? About your... Listen to yourself. <laughs> have you, you made can't progress? Even get it out. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Have you made progress in caring about? No, no, people, about what people think about. Uh, <laughs> about what people think about me. Yes, yes, I have made progress. It would be I'd be lying if I said it, it didn't bother me at all what people think about me. But I've made a lot of progress. Right. Yep. That is, I would say the, the cycle's also shorter now. Yes. Oh my God, I said the wrong thing. Those people probably hate me now. They probably don't. They probably give me the benefit of the doubt. Over. Yes. That helps me because I think I've made similar progress in that way. I used to worry too much. And I, if you had asked me 10 years ago, what's one thing you would change about yourself? I would say I would, I would very much like to not care what people think of me. Yeah. Even today coming in, I saw Andy, then I saw Jeff Ross. Mm -hmm. And five years ago, I would have gone, they, oh, I'm going to say hi, but they don't want to talk to me. They have stuff to do. They're annoyed. They have to talk to me. They're annoyed. They have to talk to me. They're annoyed. They have to talk to me. And now I walk in, I'm annoyed to talk to them. <laughs> and you should be. The shoe's really you're, on the other you're foot. John Mulaney now. I'm not submitting writer packets yeah. to Jeff Ross anymore. I don't no. give a shit. No. Well, first of all, you should never have been submitting writer packets to Jeff Ross. What'd you think, Jeff? Pretty good. I was, it seems like it's typed. I was giving, them, words on I was it. giving them to Frank like Smiley. It. Was that not the right it category? Like Frank Smiley. Frank Smiley. Yeah, but you still, he shouldn't have been submitting a writer packet to him either. I was just, I, think I was giving I think them to the Dan Blyer and props. I think, I think your, your approach was all wrong. All right. That's why I didn't get the big gig. I submitted three packets to that fire That's why I didn't get the six. I don't understand what happened. <laughs> and the receptionist at 30 Rock, or was it 50 Rock, knew <laughs> I gave her explicit instructions. <laughs> These are my ideas, ma'am. Deliver them to Mr. O'Brien. <laughs> You're at a dental hygienist's office. <laughs> These go to Conan O'Brien. Well, you know what? I'm not allowed to. Do you care mention... what people think about you less as you get older? Yes. Yeah. I still care, but care I care less. Yeah. Because I know that I'm just going to go away, crumble, turn to ash. Oh, and it'll all be over. Not... How do you really deal with it? Don't do a bit. <laughs> Don't do a bit. Don't do a bit about this, how you deal with it. Uh, how, how, how I deal with what exactly? Let's get. Let's talk about it. Death or criticism? No. Uh, how you deal with whether you think people like you or not? Well, I've talked about this before. I do but, a bit actually. This is no, bad. no, I'm not. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess what I there do. There it is. There it is. Ha cha cha cha. All right. Go, sorry. Okay. No. Ah. Uh... I've mentioned this a couple of times before, but when I was a kid, I wrote E.B. White a letter and he wrote me back. In his return letter- In a spider web he wrote it? He wrote it in a oh spider web. God. You just had to do it, didn't you? You just had to do it. <laughs> With a goddamn pig? This is from the guy that lectured me. Let's hear the real story, Conan, and no Let's bits. Let's the real story. I didn't say I wasn't going to do bits. Oh, that's true. <laughs> you never agreed to that. Never. Uh, anyway, his response was... What was your letter to him say? Uh, well, I could only deduce that from reading his return letter because it was so many years ago. And since then, the E.B. White like foundation has found the letter. But Whoa. Uh, anyway, he says some nice things about my letter. And then he says, as for your question, if you're concerned 
about criticism, if you're going to have a tough go as it as a writer, because I was telling him I was interested in writing. And <laughs> but you wanted no criticism. <laughs> <laughs> I need a very long leash. I, I, I know. I'm yeah. telling you, this is what I was so worried funny. about was being criticized. I said, I don't handle criticism very well. I'm afraid of it. And he was basically telling me, you need to get over that. Um, I'm going to die soon and you're going to be a talk show host anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're never going to be a writer of note. You'll pivot away from writing <laughs> yeah, as yeah. soon as you can. As soon as you can and squander it in a foolish medium. Uh, so that's what, I know that it was near and dear to my heart. And uh, I'm not going to lie though. I think if someone has the wrong impression of me, it's hurtful. Mm -hmm. But I, uh, as you go on, I think as you know, when you have kids, things that, change that a little bit. I think having me. kids is a huge reset because you think, well, as long as they're okay, then. Yep, I'll... there's that. And also, oh, I've met the person. I, I've, I, I now know the person that I want to make laugh. And like the, the only, you know, it's not the only, I, I like other people in my life, but if there's someone's eyes I want to see light up, it's his, my son, when I get home. So yeah, it does. And all, all my anxieties are poured into him as well in a good way, I think. Yeah. And also being a parent's made me dumb. So my thoughts are extremely simple and they're just kind of on a 20 month old level. And that has made me 1000 times happier. Are you funny to a almost two year old? Very. Yeah. And I am phenomenal at baseball to him. <laughs> <laughs> I can hit a baseball far that you wouldn't believe how far I can hit a wiffle ball. <laughs> he has said things like, whoa. Uh -huh. <laughs> and dad, I do that. Yeah. yeah. I, do, rem I do remember, uh, I think it was my, maybe it was my daughter when she was like two or three watching me sink some baskets and seeing her face think he's, Maybe the greatest athlete that's ever lived. I'm just picturing you bringing her in a stroller to a public court in New York City. <laughs> yeah. And then so, you stand at the free throw I, line I, taking shot after shot. I taped. She was in the sun. <laughs> and I, there's a little thing that you can, a little hood that you can pull over, but yeah. I didn't do it because I thought it would obscure her view of my shots. <laughs> and the fact that I made two out of 11 uh, impressed her. And then she was very sick from heat stroke. But the point is, I'm a really good guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't even. Um, my, my, I used to spin out about so many things and I used to want to be so clever and wanted to be this curated little prick. And I now have nothing in my head except, yeah, Malcolm, do that. All right. Yeah. Baseball. He wakes up. <laughs> He wakes up at 4.50 a.m. Every night when he goes to bed, I go, what time are you going to wake up? And he goes, seven. And we both laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, deal. We say deal and we shake. And then he gets in bed, wakes up at 4.50. Mm -hmm. I unzip him at 4.50. This happened two Wednesdays ago. And he goes, baseball. Uh, Immediately, I go, you want to play? Goes, Game. So I take him out, get him out of his sleep sack. Now he and I are in the front yard, 5.10 a.m. in pajamas and jackets. And I take the ball. And I put it on the tee and he's holding a wiffle ball bat and he goes, two bats. So I hand him another bat. Now he has two. <laughs> then I had to buy a third because when we play, he likes two bats. So I need mine. I put the ball on and he goes, dad, I do. And I go, dad, I do. I smack that wiffle ball so far. And he goes, yeah, good job. I go, yeah, good job. <laughs> I put a ball on for him uh -huh. and I go, Malcolm, do that. He goes, yeah, Malcolm, do that. And he hits the ball, which is, means he hits his hand holding the bat against the tee and the ball falls off. <laughs> sure. And I go, yeah, good job. He goes, yeah, good job. Malcolm, good job. And we're just two morons at five in the morning 
The floodlights are like ring camera lights are going off. It's so early. The way he's saying baseball makes it sound like Base- he wants to like ball. he makes it sound like he wants to bet on baseball. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like baseball. Yeah, yeah. Came, we bet on baseball. He came from a time machine to bet on baseball. <laughs> yes, as we all did. Like I, it, I used to need so much to feel any kind of happiness in the day. Mm-hmm. If I see a garbage truck with him now, we're both so psyched. It's like seeing a celebrity. <laughs> we hide behind a garbage can and we watch it like in awed silence. Like we're two women who see Courtney Cox at the Grove. <laughs> <laughs> we just walk barefoot, still in pajamas and jackets, following the garbage truck, holding <laughs> wiffle ball back. And you look at the thing come out and grab the <laughs> can. Yeah, I love Shakonk. that. No one impersonates a garbage truck better than me in my son's eyes. In your son's eyes. <laughs> and he goes, Sh-sh-conk. Now, at home, you can yell garbage truck all day long. That's something you yell, like, if you get into water and it's cold. You go, yeah, yeah garbage truck. But when you're following the garbage truck, he and I have never discussed this, but we have a mutual understanding. You do not yell garbage truck at the garbage truck. Like, that would be disrespectful. Yes. There's an etiquette. <laughs> there is some strange, unspoken there's, etiquette There's a garbage code. truck. Yeah. Yes. And he understands that. Yeah. So I'm a bad interview these days, and I'm uh, not as fun to talk to at parties because everything's so simplified, both loving my son and being on his level. If this is a bad interview, then uh, I wish all my interviews were just dreadful. Oh, how kind. Can't you be real for a second? Oh, I am. No, that, that was awful. No. That was dreadful what you just did. That was dreadful. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you said it like a horse. <laughs> <laughs> That's so kind. Uh, I'm going to wrap this up, but I am going to tell you something I've told you before, which is uh, you are a constant source of, uh, uh, I don't know, joy to me. Anyway, Thanks, I just absolutely love what you do. And I've said this before. I love your mind and your writing and uh, you're performing of comedy and it makes me feel good about things and about the way stuff is headed. And uh, I am so happy for you that you're finding peace and having a good time. Thanks, man. With, uh, with your family. I just, I don't know. It's a nice day for me when I get to sit here and trade stupidity with you. It's a joy for me. Thank you, Conan. You're, you're my absolute hero. So you saying that means more than I can say in words. Now say it Let again. me say this. Say it again truck. as a horse. <laughs> yeah, <you> got it. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I got to say, everywhere I go, people are talking about Monopoly Go. And oh. for good reason. It's an absolute hit. Yeah. I love Monopoly. People love Monopoly. And look, Monopoly's been around for a very long time. It's one of the oldest board games ever. Okay? Okay. But lately I walk around and I just hear like, Monopoly Go, Monopoly Go, Monopoly Go. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? What are you guys talking about? And they say, we're playing Monopoly Go. You can play it with your family, your friends. It's a straight delight. There's always something new to do. Partner events where you can build on each other's boards and Crazy tournaments with team events you can recruit your friends for. Or you can just compete to outdo them all on the leaderboards. Mm. And when you're not messing with your family and friends, Monopoly Go is always throwing new stuff at you. They have taken Monopoly to the next level. I didn't think Monopoly had to go to the next level, but they did. (laughs) There's timed events like massive multipliers for all your winnings and challenges like treasure hunts or money sprees that have 
fun new mini games. Plus, with tons of rewards to collect, like stickers for trading with friends and hilarious emojis that are perfect for gloating, there's always a reason to dip back in. Yeah. Man, they cracked it, you know? They did. So join the fun. Download Monopoly Go now free on the App Store and Google Play. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all sometimes have issues or things we need to talk about, get off our chest. I have that all the time. Don't you, Sona? I do. Yeah, and we need people to talk to. And we carry around different stressors. We carry big stressors. We carry small stressors. Uh, I was raised in a culture where you're supposed to kind of bottle it up, and I've learned over time that that's not the best thing to do. If you do let things rattle around in there for a while without talking it out, it can affect your life very negatively. Well, therapy is a safe space where you can get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. BetterHelp's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. A lot of people have a barrier towards getting therapy because they think, well, I don't know, I've got to find the person, talk to them. What if I? it's not a good match? I, then it's awkward. None of that. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and then you switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Conan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Conan. I've been feeling uh, badly about something, which is that. Uh, what? You well, do you feel badly well, about anything? Do you feel anything? <laughs> uh, I've read enough to know about that humans do feel badly about things, <laughs> and that if I emulate that feeling, then other humans will feel closer to me. <laughs> so, based on that knowledge, and <laughs> and then I've got to leave and report back to the the beings on my planet. <laughs> As you know, Matt Gorley had a birthday a while ago, a big birthday. Yep. Oh. And I was proud of myself because I found a gift that I thought was great. Like, this is a perfect Matt Gorley gift. And I order it. I'm, uh, you know, look, let's face it. I'm a little long in the tooth. I've been around for a while. So I'm not as accustomed to buying things like, yeah, I'll buy things on Amazon. But when you're buying things bespoke items and special items from other people. I, I'm not used to this concept that then they ship it from their home and you wait for it. You know, that, that yeah. whole. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, this package never showed up. And then I'm sure Gorley was thinking, yeah, right, you fucking got me a gift. Yeah. Uh, but I did. And my assistant can confirm uh, that he did that because even though I'm pretending I did all this, he was the one who fucked this up. Uh, no, no, he really didn't. But um, it didn't. It didn't happen. And for, for now, fortunately, insurance paid for it. Oh. So I took that money, went back to the person. They said they did have another one. What a sucker I am! I could have done this like fifteen times. This I person's know. Just keeping the cash. You went back to the person. Who... Yes, went back to the person because it wasn't their fault. It was uh, somewhere along the shipping. Oh. Uh, it, so uh, somewhere out there, there's just a set of four brass pineapple cups. They're not in the out ether. there. They're no, in I, someone's house. Yeah, yeah, someone has them. Yeah, yeah someone. No, yeah. Th- no, trust me. You can go to my house and you'll see those cups. 
but I had those months before I got you yours. David Hopping, would you come in, please? Are you prepared to come in? This is interesting. By the time this goes out, this will be late August, no, maybe this is, even September. This is for your 51st birthday. Okay, it Yay. makes more sense. Here you go. Mine's May 23rd. So why don't you Whoa. check it out and tell me if you think this was a good choice or oh, not. Oh, hi, David. Hi. Oh, wow, this is, these are gorgeous. David, when we never got, they said there was going to be an investigation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then we never heard anything about it. I don't think there no, was we just an got a refund. So yeah. All right. Well, we still got the at refund. At least you got the refund exactly. Yeah. Could I have the refund as well? Uh, yeah, well, this is the refund. Okay. We spent the refund. Did on you this. yell at anyone? No, I got to avoid confrontation like I love. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. I would have called and yelled oh, at someone. I hate confronting people. I know. I don't think there's I anything in there. I just keep going. Whoa. Whoa. Oh. Wait a minute. They... Whoa. Now these are. Oh my God. I believe from the 19. <laughs> these are old. Olden. And uh... now I can see you. Can't you see that being on the next Summer S'mores? That's yeah. so cute. Where's my present? Hey, I get one too. <laughs> no. Oh, there's four of them. Oh my yes, god. There's uh I love how you have two ready just, to go like a cooking show. Has yeah, it? yeah. These already have drinks in He's them, but wow. uh, delicate. Yeah. And um they uh I think these are gonna look really good. They will match your house. These are wonderful. Because uh First it's got a they've got a real cool sort of little bit kitschy mid-century vibe, but I actually think they're I actually think they're gorgeous. handsome. Thank you very much. Uh, sincerely, that's very sorry sweet. for the delay. No problem. Uh, there is an investigation, an ongoing. Still? Oh, I got to move paper out of the way. Wow, that's something David should have done, but I'll do it. I guess host has to do everything. Oh, let me help. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so there. Wow. Problem rectified. And then Sona. Let's all pretend you had a big birthday recently. Drinking, and I'm getting you Cheers, this. Uh, this is iced tea with no sugar in it. Oh, it was out in the kitchen. Oh, yay. And it's you know what? It's room temp, too. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much yeah. for my lovely gift. Cheers, Cheers yeah. guys. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, sorry. No, that's so nice. one right in that's front of you. Sona's. Where's right mine? Here. Oh, there's mine. Oh. Here we you go. can't cheers with an empty glass. Why? Oh, that yeah. Bad? We got to get luck. Yeah. Wait. You also can't walk under a ladder. You need to get oh, massive yeah. quantities of rum in here. Yeah. We have alcohol. What? You can't cheers an empty glass. Let's take glass. a shot. Did we? Yeah. You can't take a shot in this glass. You can if you do it big enough. I'll be back. <laughs> are we getting, Are we going to get fucked up? See you, up? David. Who's going to get fucked up? I will, I will say to refresh you in the some, one of the Chill Chums episodes, you did tell David that he should yell. Oh, I did? Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I was a big, not oh, can a I tell you something? As an ex, uh, this is from experience. Sona was the on-point assistant for a long time doing all that kind of stuff and for years. And I would hear her because I am non-confrontational. I'm a master of passive aggression. Yeah. Oh, but, oh yeah. Okay, take it We've easy. We've talked about this already. Yeah, but I don't let people have it like that. And you would dismantle people over yeah. the phone who had uh, screwed something up. Whoever the shipping company was would have paid for the new glasses. That's just what I would have probably ended up doing. Also, your Armenian uncle would have visited them. <laughs> and that's all we'll say. <laughs> that's all we're going to say, yeah. right? You know what? Maybe. The Maybe. threat would have been dangling in the air. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, though. Are we really the getting alcohol? Are we really drinking? The coroner said someone shoved garlic cloves. <laughs> Into his nose and mouth and suffocated him. That's Uncle Brosie's uh, calling card. I know. <laughs> oh, Strozy and Brosie. Strozy and Brosie. What's up, Strozy Brosie? You're my Strozy like Brosie. Godfather. It's instead of a horse's head, there's just some really good hummus you wake up in the bed. 
Oh, you this got Strozzi, bro. This is delicious. <laughs> you got Strozzi. Don't Strozzi me, bro. <laughs> Wait, Uncle Strozzi. what happened? I woke up and there was hummus in my bed. Was it delicious? Yes. Strozzi! <laughs> Good thing I had some pita by the bed. Why? Always keep pita by the bed. Uh, in case you get the, the Strozzi death threat from your Armenian pita. uncle. Mm. Um, wait, are we really waiting for uh, alcohol to come? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, wait, we just... are? And I, you know what? I just got back from a trip where I had lots of cocktails and I was, I'm going to go do a dry August, but I'll make an exception for this. Well. Day two. <laughs> you went one day. It's August 2nd. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. What is that? All you can find is this. What oh, the? This is Irish whiskey. Uh, I'm good. Um, who brought this? Uh, can you just put a Coke Zero in mine? Yeah. Yeah, you. someone brought I that. I really, I can't have. Who was it? Was it Randall Park? Yes, it was Randall Park. Whatever happened to Randall Park, one on that trail alone. Whatever happened to Gene and Rex, Roy and Tex, the Durango kid. Oh, this is nice. I love that these haven't been washed. Mm. Ooh. Ooh, 1952 dust. (laughs) Taste the Edsel. Mm. Dust that voted for Eisenhower. Mm. Oh, wow. It was wrapped up in so much paper. Mm. I don't know where that paper was. Did you wash these? You didn't wash these, did you? Well, I didn't know we were going to be drinking out Neither of them. Neither did I. We took it out of the packaging. We just took glasses from the 1950s that were shipped to us from a hoarder, <laughs> un- unwrapped them, poured liquid into them, and started well, drinking. Well, that's why you should put alcohol in it no, to kill exactly. the germs. You haven't lived till you've had an asbestos cocktail. Yeah, there is a dust mm. on You've got to get some, get a little bit of mm. whiskey in there. Mm-mm. You can't? Nope. Let's just say my uh, my dry August started before August. Oh, my mm. God. Shaves his chest, won't take a drink. Mm. That's mm. real good. That's really good. Mm. Boy, that's a good diet soda. I'm just going to put we a little We won't mention which one it is. There she goes. Wait, Where did you guys is? cheers? She's just- Oh, yeah. Oh, cheers. oh shit. Oh, wait, that's why we- empty again. That's oh, why we God filled sake. it up in the well, trunk. Now we're out. What? stupid. Well, here we go. Cheers. 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 Happy birthday. Slancha. Late. Shoes. Chin chin. Um, Salud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Daddy's milk. Oh, wow. Sweet Papa's milk. Yum. Okay. That legally is a segment. <laughs> Conan O'Brien needs a friend. With Conan O'Brien, Sonam Obsessian, and Matt Gorley. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs, Nick Leal, and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Theme song by The White Stripes. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Take it away, Jimmy. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and our associate talent producer is Jennifer Samples. Engineering by Eduardo Perez. Additional production support by Mars Melnick. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, and Britt Kahn. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review read on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. 
The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave.